0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Time Out with the Tories. I'm your host, Nick Turi. We've got three divisions of the OK Conference to go through today, 12 games in total on the second part of the third week of the high school football season. First, we'll start with the OK Silver, where we have 2-0 Godwin Heights taking on 0-2 Hopkins. Godwin Heights defeated Fowler last week in a thrilling overtime game, 27-21. The week before had no problem. With Manistee, a 34-7 victory. Godwin Heights has been surprising offensively so far. Um, Their ability to move the ball through the air. You look at a guy like Jeremiah Drake. He's been great at quarterback. Uh, Khalil Harris, he had that incredible 80-yard touchdown catch in the Manistee game. He's had a couple scores, and he's been really productive so far this year. Uh, Hopkins on the other side. They've got only 8 points and 64 points allowed uh, in those two losses. They lost to Unity Christian, and they lost to Allendale. Shutout last week, 14-0. to But I think it turns around here for the Vikings. I think they're a great team, and I think that they're still one of the top teams in the Silver, and I think they get things turned around here with a win versus Godwin Heights. Ultimately, just too much talent for the Vikings. Second game pits another one of the strongest teams in the league, Belding, who is also 2-0. They'll go up against the 0-2 Kellogsville Rockets conference opener for both teams as well. The Belding Black Knights have only allowed 7 points in their first two games, handily defeating Ionia and Lakewood. Kellogsville, on the other hand, has struggled to score the football after 28 points in their 49-28 loss to Owasso. They scored 8 last week in a very frustrating loss against Ionia, the edge has to go to Belding here. The Black Knights, a much stronger team on paper. You've got Coden McNeil, Hayden Halliday, Bryce Flynn. There are players all over the field here for the Black Knights. And I think you just have to give them an advantage here without a doubt. Uh, Last year, this game was 60-0. The year before, 56-6. The year before, 30-6, to so it has been very one-sided as of late, and I expect that to continue here in week three. Game number three features the Kelvin Christian Squires, who are going to step out of conference play, Uh, this being a seven-team division. Remember when the realignment originally occurred? This was a nine-team division. North Point Christian and Wyoming Lee both in this conference uh, for all sports, but North Point and Wyoming Lee no longer members on the football side of things. Uh, Kelvin Christian has taken two tough losses early in this season. They lost to St. Louis for 49-30, and they lost to Muskegon Heights 36-12. That's after not having a season a year ago, so 10 straight losses for the Squires. Uh, we're looking at 13 out of 14 losses for the Squires, so a long time since they've gotten a victory, and their only victories in the last three seasons of football over the last four calendar years were all against Wyoming Lee. This week, they'll take on Sterling Heights Parkway Christian, another team that's looking for their first win of the season. Uh, And they've really struggled offensively. Only three points scored, 42 allowed. I'm going to give a slight edge to the Squires here. Kelvin Christian, a bigger team, about 280 kids. Parkway Christian, about 130 I, I really think that Kelvin Christians do, and ultimately they're able to snap the winning streak here. I'm not sure how this season and the long term will go for the Squires, but this will definitely be one of their highlights of the year on Friday night. Finally, a one of the best battles in this conference pits 2-0 and Comstock Park against 1-1 and Sparta. Comstock Park thrashed Grant in their opener 55-6, and their offense continued to click la- last week in a 50-30 win over Holland. On the other side, Sparta is 1-1 after a tough loss to Oak Ridge, losing by just a single point. Couldn't quite hold on there against the Eagles, but last week took care of Ludington and got their first win in a 41-3 domination. I think the slight edge in this game has to go to Sparta. I really do like Comstock Park's uh, team. You've got weapons like Tyler DeWitt. I think Jackson Gates has been playing great. At quarterback throughout the season for this team and Aiden Fonseca he, he's a great talent as well but you look at Sparta in just their first two games they lost to a really good Oak Ridge team a team that I had ranked in my top 10 this week and just by a single point and then last week just really delivered a statement uh, Luddington coming off one of their best seasons ever uh, return a lot of players this was a promising year for the Orioles and they just kicked them in the teeth 41 to 3 Dylan Taroski all over the place. Uh, Bella Villone was effective kicking the football. Uh, Nick Gordon and Nick Schumacher were effective in the passing game. I mean, this team was all over the place. You can't forget about Sam Whitmore. They just have weapons, and I think that ultimately I like Sparta as my favorite uh, in this conference alongside Belding. Those two and Hopkins are probably the top three, and then probably that next tier of Comstock Park and Godwin Heights, and then ultimately Kelvin Christian and Kellogg's uh, a step below that. But I think this is a win here for Sparta, and it allows them to gain some positive momentum heading into conference play. On to the OK Blue now, where we have four games as well. And we'll first start with Unity Christian taking on Hamilton. The Crusaders are one of the best teams in the state. Unity Christian is all over the place offensively. Uh, They have been able to score in bunches throughout the year. Drew and Cameron Chandler, they're a pair of twins, and they're very in sync all the time in this game. Drew Chandler, a total of five touchdowns against Grand Rapids Christian last week. Cameron Chandler completed every single pass he threw, racking up nearly 200 yards. This is an effective offense, and I still think, I've said this multiple times on episodes, I think this team would have won uh, the Division 4 state championship last year, or at the very least had been playing in that final game against Detroit Country Day if it wasn't for the, the coronavirus that ultimately caused them to forfeit against these Hamilton Hawkeyes. Hamilton last year uh, got that 2-0 to zero advancement after losing to Unity in the regular season 50-16. I think that this game is going to go the way of Unity Christian and pretty handily. Uh, I know Hamilton's got that victory in week one, I know they took down Wayland 16-6. to And last week, they defeated Benzie Central 16-8. to So their offense isn't super strong. Uh, Quinton Sorens has been a good uh, signal caller so far. And Spencer Vandenbrink has kind of flashed his talent as a skilled player as well. But ultimately, they've scored 16 points a game while giving up seven. And while their defense may be able to slow down a Unity Christian offense, that's currently averaging 54 points a game. I think the Crusaders' offensive attack is just way too much for them to overcome and pull off an upset. Game number two, Spring Lake will take on Holland Christian. The Lakers 2-0. They got a forfeit win in week one, and they dominated. Zealand East 56-21. That was a game that I certainly did not expect. Uh, The outcome that we saw, it was an absolute statement. After waiting a week to get out on the field, they wasted no time. You've got that lethal combination of Jackson Core and Joe Westhoff in the passing game. You've got Christian Fulkert running the football. You've got Derek Padgett in the receiving court. I mean, there are weapons all over the place. Christian Fulkert had four touchdowns in the first half alone. I mean, it was impressive last week for Zealand East. That shot him right into my top ten after not even really being in consideration much during the preseason. But they've got a chance here against a Holland Christian team that that's kind of trying to figure out where they fall in this pecking order. This is a tough league. The OK Blue uh, is going to ultimately be one of the most competitive night in and night out throughout the area. Uh, and Holland Christian is going to to win some games and lose some games along the way. Uh, dominated Holland 59-6 in Week 1, but last week really struggled slowing down Forest Hills Eastern, losing 34-7. I, I think the advantage has got to go to Spring Lake here. I think it'll be a little closer. Than uh, the thirty-seven point game the Lakers had last week, but ultimately Spring Lake will win this game by a couple scores. Game number three pits Coopersville versus Fruitport. The Broncos are off to a two and zero start. That is some rarefied air as of late. I mean, the past few seasons, Coopersville last year finally turned it around and finished three and five with a playoff win, but before that were one and eight and two and seven in the two years prior. In fact, they haven't been 2-0 and since 2017, and they'll look to move to 3-0, and which would be a new uh, best for the program dating all the way back. Uh, well, frankly, you'd have to go all the way back to 2003, the last time that the Broncos won their first three games. Uh, that year they ended up going 7-3 and overall. But you, there are a lot of weapons here for Coopersville, a lot of guys that I really like. Dylan Merlow has got to be the feature, though. He has continued to score. An incredible rusher. You've got Ryan Serba, Colton Bosch. I-, I think there are a lot of weapons you can choose here for Coopersville. And although I really like the play of Gavin Reams, the quarterback for Fruitport, and frankly they really played well last week against Cadillac, losing 28-12, but was close. And the week before, just no mercy against Kenwa Hills, 42-2. Uh, this defense has been pretty solid, and then, but they've got their hands full against a Coopersville team that averages 42 points a game. I'll give the advantage here to Coopersville uh, since they are at home in this matchup. I think that that ultimately plays the difference here, and the Broncos pull out a narrow victory against the Trojans. Last game in the conference pits two phenomenal rushers, a little battle of the Falcons. Allendale versus West Catholic. Both are 2-0. Allendale showing some defensive strut here. They gave up 7 in their opener against Greenville. Shut out Hopkins last week. On the flip side, West Catholic averaging 35.5 a game. Timmy Klaska is an absolute machine. Uh, set a new school record in the 43-9 win over Forest Hills Eastern and followed it up with a few touchdowns in last week's 28-6 win over Muskegon Catholic Central. I was really impressed Allendale defeated Hopkins last week and kept the Vikings off the scoreboard. But ultimately, those are two solid wins for West Catholic in Forest Hills Eastern and Muskegon Catholic Central. And when you've got Tim Klaska, you've got Noah Arsulowitz at the, the uh, quarterback position. That's a great starting point for any offense. You add in a few of those other weapons, and West Catholic has to be the favorite in this game. And they're just short of unity uh, in that t- upper echelon of the OK Blue. The last set of games in this week's episode are the OK Gold matchups. We've got four of those as well here to round out the show. We'll start with Kenwa Hills against Wayland. Kenwa Hills is 1-1 one one on the season. We mentioned earlier they struggled against Fruitport, a 42-2 loss, but last week rallied for a 30-7 win over Greenville. The Knights building some positive momentum here as they head into Week 3 in OK Gold play against a Wayland team that has really struggled to put points on the board, just mustering six in two games. That lone touchdown for the Wildcats came back in week one, a loss to Hamilton, but Ian Thompson was able to score a 20-yard touchdown. The advantage has got to go to Kenwa Hills here. I don't know how you wouldn't pick um, against, frankly, a team that's struggling offensively in Wayland as they try to rebuild and reboot that Wildcats program Uh it's been a tough couple of years, 1-6 and 6 a year ago, 0-9 the year before that. Uh, we will see what they can do this season. Game number two, Cedar Springs versus Ottawa Hills. First, I'd like to give a shout-out to Ottawa Hills on snapping a 16-game losing streak last week. Uh, they took down Benton Harbor 20-12 for their first win since August 30 of 2019. Uh, they almost beat Union in week one. Union escapes on a Tommy Stevens touchdown run at the end of that game. But they finally got this done here. They beat Benton Harbor. Shrye Horton uh, and Anthony George hook up for a huge touchdown to give Ottawa Hills an 8-point lead. After a Benton Harbor comes back in, uh, unable to score the 2-point conversion, Ottawa Hills recovers the onside kick and Camarion Gibson Jr., 52-yard touchdown. Uh, James McClendon was a force with 11 tackles, four for loss in the last game. Dayton Strickland with a forced fumble, a forced recovery and a a, uh, fumble recovery rather in last game. So kids are stepping up and making huge plays here. They go, but it's a tough task. They go up against Cedar Springs and that patented T offense. Uh, You look at guys like Aiden Brunen. He's a great weapon uh, for, for this team here at Cedar Springs. I mean, you can go through the list of possible offensive weapons. Antoine Nichols, he had a few hundred yards in their opener. Uh, they ran for 406 yards against Swan Valley. Really kind of struggled to move the ball against a bigger, stronger Rockford team. But I think they bounced back here, and Cedar Springs is able to get in the win column with a win over the Bengals. Game number three, South Christian versus Middleville. The Sailors 1-1 won won after defeating Grand Rapids Christian 27-7 to in their season opener. They really struggled. To uh, contain East Grand Rapids, losing this game 30 to 21. It was just one of those games against East Grand Rapids. You know they score first. Chandler Van Soolkema scores, uh, but all of a sudden you blink and it's 30 to seven, and Van Soolkema scores a couple more times to kind of pull them into this game. But they just really were never in it, and, and I can imagine that just has to be frustrating, especially coming off such a great win against Grand Rapids Christian, in which uh, Jake Dehan had a couple touchdowns. And they really kind of cruised to that game. Uh, so we'll see if they can bounce back here against Middleville. Middleville did not play last week. COVID concerns had to forfeit against Byron Center. Uh, Carson Burbridge has their lone touchdown because in week one they lost 30-6 to six to Hastings. You've got to give the advantage to South Christian not only uh, due to their recent success against the Trojans winning the last couple in this series, but the fact that Middleville didn't play last week. Um, we don't know how many guys were out for sure, uh, but with COVID concerns – You've got to give it the slight edge uh, to a healthy team, especially when that healthy team probably already looks a little better on paper. Final game in this league and final game for our show tonight, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, first Forest Hills Eastern. The Cougars, of course, everyone knows they've won two consecutive state championships. They're on an absolute roll. They have won a remarkable 25 games in a row, uh, won all 11 last year won 12 the year before, and the first two this year uh, really looked well against Merrillville Andrian. Uh, of course, Joey Silveri and Nolan Ziegler uh, have been lethal all season, but Nate Van Timmeren is just a monster on defense. And Devon Fridley-Bell uh, sh- showed up. He caught a conversion, and he also caught a touchdown in-, in last week's game against Andrian. So a great showing by the Cougars. This week they take on a Forest Hills Eastern team that really struggled in their opener against West Catholic, allowing that record-setting performance by Tim Kloska, uh, 331 yards. But they stepped up and answered the bell um, against Holland Christian, who has a strong running back in their own right. And uh, the Hawks go on to win that game 34-7. to It was a great season last year for Forest Hills Eastern, making the regionals for just the second time in school history. Uh, I-, I think ultimately – you, you've got to go with Catholic Central, and I think you pick them every single week until somebody takes them down. I mean, it was, it's was it been an impressive first two weeks, and, and I expect nothing less here. Uh, the Cougars should be able to capture a victory. So that's all for Wednesday's episode of Time Out with the Tories. We'll be back tomorrow on Thursday. We're going to go through the OK Green, we're going to go through the Lakes 8, and we're going to go through the West Michigan Conference with M7 Sports' Mike Mikoff, uh making his weekly appearance on our show. So thank you, as always, to Zach Toury in the studio for holding down the fort. ZT, you're doing an incredible job. Once again, we'll be back tomorrow with M7 Sports' Mike Meekoff. For all of us here at Time Out with the Tourys, I'm your host, Nick Toury. Have a great night.